Voices of the Streets, bringing you people's struggles, a podcast published by the Alternative Information and Development Centre. Episode 2, Tito's Budget for the Rich. Working class must liberate itself from its own government. Is that not funny, comrades? That after 1994, we are still fighting for our own liberation as workers and the working class in our own country. They are sitting here in the most expensive suits. They can now demonstrate inside and say this suit has been bought from SAC to workers. We know that's the only thing. On the day Tito Mbueni, Finance Minister, presented his midterm budget, people gathered. It was on October 30th, 2019. They went to Parliament in Cape Town. Here is the reason why. My name is Nankulego Gwanga, coming from Krabau. Um, I'm here because I'm a youth of South Africa. I was born in 1994, but I don't see a difference in South Africa. We are staying in Krabau. We don't have jobs in Krabau. We don't have places to stay in Krabau. There's people who are staying on the street who doesn't have a place to stay. But we are voting each and every five years when they're voting for a president. This is Mrs. Pele. I'm from Kailicha in Harare, Monobisi Park. I just want to, to, to share this because we have got a problem. Where do I stay? We, we don't have electricity. We don't have toilets. We, are, we don't have water. But always, they always say there is a budget, 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 always. But there is nothing changed. And there is nothing that shows that there is budget. We just only hear from the news, from the radios, from the TVs. But we don't see any action in our area. I'm Tina. As with the youth, we don't work there. There are no jobs. I'm complaining only because the government is not using their services to help us as they, they promised to. We plead South Africa to please help us. We plead them to hear our voices because we are the youth of South Africa. We're not happy. During the march, we've heard a wide range of concerns from the people from electricity to toilets to water and jobs. What is the common thread that causes those concerns? So, I think... Dominique from AIDC interviewed by Janina. Those concerns all manifest itself, uh, or are manifestations, rather, of an economy that hasn't been working for the people. Services like electricity, if those are provided, people would not be demanding them. To provide them, the uh, macroeconomic framework of the country should allow for those services to be delivered. Uh, I think there's also a capacity question that is, even once you say we want, we're going to allow these services 
to be delivered to all, provided to all, then you need the people to roll that out. So I think, one, there has been a lack of commitment, despite lots of rhetoric to say we're going to provide jobs, to say we're going to provide houses, electricity, and so on. Despite all of that, uh, we haven't seen any of it. And I think it's rooted in the way the economy has been structured. I'm Shirley. Currently, we are part of the Social Revolutionary Workers' Party um, in Robertson branch. When it becomes to workers' issues, whether it's youth, youth issues, whatever issues, I think we come out of communities and all of us come out of the communities. It's important that we learn to support all struggles so that we can achieve. <laughs> The march was organized by the Numsa Youth Forum, a union formed by red, radical and militant young metal workers. It was supported by SAFDU, the South African Federation of Trade Unions, and by the Socialist Revolutionary Workers' Party. My name is Andre Adams. I'm the Provincial Secretary of SAFDU in the Western Cape. My name is Ashe Fatah. I'm a member of the Socialist Revolutionary Workers' Party. My name is Isvero uh, Sangandiki. I'm, I'm the National Coordinator of Numsa Youth Forum. So what is happening today is that the Minister of Finance is giving what's called a midterm budget review. So halfway through the year they review the budget. The reason for the March Day is over the issue of ESCOM, which is the country's sole generator and supply of electricity. So what is happening now is that they want to privatize ESCOM. And as they announced yesterday, it's going to be split up into three different units. But our concern is that who is going to be paying for this privatization and what is the cost of this privatized electricity going to be, especially for the working class. It's already uh, very high for the working class in this country and we are worried that there's a reality that once the privatization has gone through, the prices of electricity for the working class are going to be even more unaffordable than they are at the moment. Electricity is going to become a luxury. Our own fear is that once comes the unbundling, it's going to come with a loss of jobs. After this unbundling, we don't think that ESCOM will remain the big giant to supply electricity to South Africa and in Africa, because currently we dim lights every time we were three weeks back, we were in stage three of low shading in the country. We can see ESCOM has billions of debt, and many of the debt is a result of corruption in terms of the World Bank making known in 2010, which they never should have made. And I think the, the, the chairperson of the World Bank in, in 2015 admitted it was a corrupt deal. And yet we are still having to pay back those loans. And then they say we got 500 billion in debt, but more than half of their debt is odious debt, which we shouldn't be paying back. But what is already happening is that the price of electricity that ordinary residents pay, uh, what's called the residential tariff, in 2012, 2013, was actually four times higher than the industrial tariffs. So effectively, the working class is subsidizing the electricity costs of the big capitalists in, 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 the, in this country. And that is going to get even worse.
So we're just saying that whatever that they be deliberating today, it has to talk about industrialization. It has to talk about creation of jobs of young people. As we, all of us, we have seen that now the unemployment is no longer 29 percent; it's 29.1 percent, and we are anticipating that this time next year we will have doubled that because the current government have no plan of creating jobs. The working class is being made to pay for the crisis of capitalism, crisis of profit that is caused by the capitalists themselves. Um, we think the economic policies of the ANC is to blame for the where we are currently at. There's a clearly a neoliberal agenda at play. And we have Tito Mbaweni, who is clearly now an outright neoliberalist, as the president has become a neoliberalist as well. So we don't expect any change in the medium-term budget. So, so our memorandum just entailed that we want them to declare the crisis that this is a disaster of unemployment in youth because once the most of youth is unemployed, it increases poverty, inequality, and ultimately increases crime in, in the country. The only way we're going to have to deal with it is to take to the streets. And we will obviously be having to intensify the action because we're going to find ourselves under greater pressure as it goes on. So today, comrades, we are going to say to Tito Mboweli, they are actually undermining the working class in this country to such an extent that they think we are so stupid that we do not understand when they talk about unbundling, that the unbundling is actually referring to the retrenchment which will see our brothers and sisters losing jobs, we will come for them. And when we refer to the working class, we talk about unemployed, we talk about the employed, those who cannot still, they are employed, but they can still not afford house, they cannot still afford car, they cannot still afford fees. We are not marching today for the first time to Tito Mbuen, and he never came and received any memorandum. They have become deaf to the working class, they have become blind to see the, our, our sufferings. At the end of the march, demonstrators gathered in front of the parliament, hoping to be heard by the finance minister. Titombawen, we know inside you are going to be delivering an anti-worker budget. A budget that will be cutting everything to the bone for the working class. We are going to be, to be presenting austerity measures in this parliament. Forgetting that you, you are paid with workers' money. It is our money that comes to you because we work and we are taxed by this government. But you have got audacity to sit inside and plot against the very same workers. So that they must earn less. Unemployment is increasing every day. We are sitting at 29.1% today. If you exclude those that are already tired of looking for the job. But if you add them, we are looking at 40% unemployment. Can you imagine almost half of the country is unemployed? What is happening where we are staying? Criminals are increasing. Not simply because they like to be criminals, because they know they will be arrested one day. Simply because they've got nothing to live on. Instead of Tito Mboweni, minor politicians came and addressed a useless speech. Manza! 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 
comrades, no, I'm not trying to impress you. Uh, as you are all aware, today is the deliverance of the medium-term budget policy statement. So the minister is here. He is with the journalist. There is a session that happens before before he presents into, into parliament. So the timing, he was really looking forward to come and receive the memorandum personally and to address yourselves. But obviously the timing, I think the coordination is not as perfect as it was supposed to be. So the minister is here. If you don't mind, we can, wait. we can accept the memorandum, take it to the minister because we have a process then he can come and address you after, but the decision is all yours. This is not the first time a memorandum has been handed over March South Africa. There's a long tradition of protests, demonstrations, and, and strike action, and often memorandums are handed over to various statutory bodies or, uh, and representatives within these statutory bodies. And I think this time, like all these other previous occasions, what happens is it goes into a black box where you don't know who really engages with it, whether it's just chucked in the trash uh, or stashed with a bunch of other papers. Perhaps it really is engaged with, but even, even if it is, we don't see it producing any concrete changes in society. We have to be skeptical then about handing over memorandums and how far that can go. Voices of the Streets, bring you People's Struggles, a podcast published by the Alternative Information and Development Centre.